0: Hello, this is Tom Williams, you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's interview podcast. My guest this week is Eric Gurnan. Am I saying your name right, Eric? Yes, correct. Okay, tell us about this wonderful play where you got the idea for the the beautiful park, the beautiful dark, which is (laughs) running at Red Twist Theater. It's one of the best uh, world premiere plays I've seen in a number of years, and I see just about everything.
1: Well, thank you. That's uh, that's very kind. The the beautiful dark. I started writing it two years ago. I was inspired after the shooting of Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords. And there was a about a week after that happened. I read an editorial in defense of parents. When these things happen, these, uh, these mass shootings, I think people look naturally to try and see where is their blame, where can these problems be be resolved. And one place I think people look is the parents. Why did they not see this? How did they not stop this? And the editorial that I I read asked the question, what would you do if this were your child? This kid who hadn't yet done anything, who had not done anything uh, quite that egregious, maybe was acting strange, was uh, saying some strange things, But, but it's a big leap to go from that to an actual mass shooting. And so the editorial said, what if this were your kid? What would you do? And so I got thinking about that and uh, wrote the first draft of the play pretty quickly, in about, about two months, actually. Um, and that's where it all began. And
0: Well, forgive the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> no worries.
1: Yeah, so I, I did the uh, that first draft, uh, finished it in March of 2011. And then uh, it was accepted into a program at American Theater Company there in Chicago. And I did a, a two weekend-long workshops uh, under the direction of David Charles Goyette. And that was a chance to really get the play, to bring it to life, to see it for the first time ever with actors. Uh, and from there, uh, we went forward.
0: That's an important part of the process that, that a lot of playwrights don't do. is having stage people. readings and getting getting yes. that feedback because did, your your play was certainly ready it's you know many times we see uh world premieres and their works in progress but yours is a very tight tightly written and and presented piece
1: well thank you and i i'll be honest i really value development i feel like that's such a gift for the writer to have these people all come together a director a dramaturg amazing actors and really give their their time if it's a weekend i've had ones that are up to 2 weeks long and all they do is talk about your play, and that's such a gift to be able to to see what's working and how you can make something and make it even better. And I've I've only had good experiences in developing. So you would advise uh, here um, in New York, and also you'd advise young playwrights to do that. Absolutely, I think it's it's a terrific experience, and I I think sometimes there's there's the fear that people will try and take your play away from you, but I've I've never had that experience. It's always been people trying to help you make it. As good as it can be, and I don't always take every note I get in development. I don't take every idea, but the ones that work and make the play more true to what it's supposed to be, I, I take those and I and I go with them. So it's just a matter of I think discerning what is what's going to work for your play and what's what's not.
0: So tell us a little bit more about the play. I obviously don't want to give away a lot, but enough to get people interested in coming to see this play, because folks, this play will will get you thinking, and it's so important. It's not only a great piece of art, it's an important work because it, it stimulates a terrific conversation. So tell us the basic plot line on huh? it. Sure.
1: Um, when the play opens, it takes place in a small town in the Midwest. The protagonist is a woman named uh, Nancy Weller. Nancy's son, Jacob, has been kicked out of college. She thinks he's been kicked out for uh, failing out of his classes, where he's just been being lazy he's a terrific student though she knows he's very smart but he's not motivated so he comes home to live with her and things start to unravel as he gets there uh the young man had tried to commit suicide several years ago and he's he's just very aggressive and uh angry the the big turn of the play which i don't think gives anything away because most people i think a lot of people if you've read anything about it know going into it that he's actually been kicked out of college for writing uh play about a shooting spree on campus um, and so that turn of events really affects how she's going to deal with her son at the heart of the story though for me at least has always just been a, a family drama it's a story about a mother trying to help her son trying to save her her kid and that's really all that it's about the other yeah. things are these story yeah. elements but that's what it is
0: but she goes from denial to really yes. being worried about him oh awesome. absolutely yeah and yeah, and she I makes. D- a, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, she makes a big transformation. She's at the beginning we, when we, we I talked with uh, the director, and we were really looking at what is Nancy's transformation, and it's being convinced at the beginning that she can save her child to starting to think maybe maybe I can't, maybe this is bigger than me, maybe, maybe this is beyond what I can do, and I think she really not until the very very end of the play did she come to that that realization. Because so to a certain me,
0: extent what, her unconditional love puts her in a sort of a denial state. Yes. He's capable absolutely. of doing that. Absolutely, yes, yes. But the hints are the and, and and tell us about Charlie, how he fits in, the, the younger brother.
1: Yeah, Charlie Charlie is the the thirteen year old brother who lives at home. The the parents are divorced. So the father Tom is uh he's he's a good man, he's a good person, but he's he's not living there. Um and so Charlie at the beginning of the play is very much enamored with his brother. And um, he's very much the peacekeeper of the family. When we've, we've talked about him in workshop, I, I talk about Charlie as the moral compass. I think he's the one who kind of has, in many ways, he's the youngest character, but has his head on his shoulders more than anyone else in the play does. Um, and so he has to go from this notion. His transformation is really someone who believes in family believes that he can make things work and bring peace. And then to, to think that maybe my brother is not who I think he is. And it's, it's a really hard part. And as I've been through development on this way, I've always been worried about Charlie. How are we going to find somebody to play the part of Charlie? And I feel really lucky i Red read Twist that we got a young actor named uh, Jacob Bond. And he really, I think, nailed the role and, and plays Charlie with authenticity and, and subtlety and, and nuance in a way that I was, I was just really blown away by. It. He's a terrific young actor.
0: Yes, he is, and he's high, still a high school student, right?
1: He is. I think he's a rising junior. I believe. Yeah, in
0: yeah. Evanston Township, I believe. Yes. But what a talent! Uh, but tell us about Aaron Kirby, who plays Jacob, because again, ultimately, the play hinges on on do you believe he's capable? In one hand, he is. Yeah. One hand, he isn't. Uh, tell us about yeah, I- that character.
1: I think that's one that's a make or break part for the, the the play because we don't want to we we don't want it to feel like this. He's not a villain. He can't be a villain. He has to be a real character, an empathetic character, as a son that we believe that that is is lovable, and and so I, I think Aaron Kirby, he, he, a very seasoned uh Chicago actor, plays him really well with with also with with nuance and with with subtlety. And I think he makes Jacob someone who. It, on the one hand is the villain we read about in the news, but is also someone who is empathetic. I think we have to be able to come into this play and and feel some some degree of of sympathy for this for this guy, this this kid who is living with with mental illness, who is very troubled for reasons we don't fully understand, but we have to be able to understand him. And I think Aaron Kirby does a terrific job of that.
0: yeah, and you're never really sure if he's capable of being a mass murderer. right. And,
1: and that, I'm not sure they,
0: yeah. And of course, people ask me. A couple of people said when I told them I was interviewing, him, they said, "Ask him, if does he really do it?" And I said, "Well, I'll ask, but I I know the answer." <laughs> <laughs> well, he
1: hasn't done this for me. The, the yeah. most important thing is that he hasn't done anything, right? Um, so, and even even if if he really which, even if he really intended to do it, there's still a difference. There's still that leap between. Doing it and thinking about it and planning it, and it's it's a really big leap, and and I I just I I just don't know. I don't think we can know. And and a line that the character says is, "No one knows what they're going to do not until they do it," and I I think that's that's true. And 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 so I I think there is some. So I think the mother has real reason to try and save her kid. He hasn't done anything yet, and hopefully she she can save him.
0: Um, Yeah, he hasn't committed a crime yet. Correct at all. And, and it's such a, what does society do with people? Like, not only what yes. does the family do, but what does the greater society do? Absolutely. You can't.
1: How, how, how are we offering services? How are we offering help to people who are struggling with and living with mental illness and mental health issues? And, um, how do we support these families who are, are trying to, to get by and, and do their
0: best? Yeah. It's, it's a marvelous piece of drama. Uh, and, uh, but your background really isn't in drama, is it? It's not. Yeah. Um, Tell us about
1: that. My undergrad, sure, sure. Um, I studied telecommunications production at Ball State University, and coming out of undergrad, I worked uh, at a couple different TV stations. My first job was at a, a PBS affiliate in Indiana, and then I started a production company in Atlanta. I worked there for about ten years, and we did most of my production career was doing nonfiction documentary type work. So it was going on location, doing interviews. We often got hired by uh, a nonprofit organization or a cause and went to document their world, these people what they're dealing with. But for, for me, I think that's a perfect background to feed into, into fiction storytelling. So now as I, as I, I tell stories, I think back on the interviews on the people I, I got to meet uh, around the country, around the world doing these, these shoots. And I, I infuse them into the characters, and I hopefully that helps make them more real, that uh, the, the, there is a truth there. And I think those truths come from, at least for me, from a, the experience of, of doing documentary work and really getting to meet and work with real people, that now that I'm creating... Well, it comes, st- it
0: comes through fict- in, in, in The Beautiful Dark, absolutely, cause the characters are not stock characters. They're real people. Not people only the cast playing them, but they're written as real people. There's nothing I hate worse than than a character who says things that only because the playwright wrote them. You know, you just sure. don't believe anyone would ever say those. But boy, you you believe everything, especially uh, uh, Jacqueline Grant's uh, her dilemmas. She, I thought mm. she carried. What didn't you think she was terrific in the show?
1: I thought she was wonderful. I was so very pleased that we that we uh, had her is is the protagonist. She was wonderful to work with and. And uh, seeing her in the opening night production, and I was just blown away. I was really, really uh, impressed with Jacqueline. They're actually, with all of them, they're all wonderful. But um,
0: that's why a, did it come to Red Twist? Uh, it's such a coup for them to to, to get this play. They're they're very proud of it.
1: Well, I was I was very excited to to be at, at Red Twist after I, I guess after in terms of the development, um, I did the American Theater Company workshop. I did want it. I did a, a reading at Chicago Dramatists. I did two weeks uh, in New York at. T. Schreiber Studio, and then uh, something at the Barrow Group up here as well. And then Red Twist did a two-week workshop in December. I had sent them a copy of the play. Uh, I think Josh Altman, the director, had read it maybe early 2012, and he and I had been in conversation for a year. He would give me notes. We'd meet up for coffee and, and talk about the play, and he was very excited to uh, hopefully do a production, but we weren't uh, locked into anything yet. And then after our, our uh, workshop in December of last year, I, the company saw it and they felt really good about the script and where it was how it had developed over those first uh, that year since they had read the initial draft and they agreed to a production and I was really excited to to be with them and um one thing I, I love about red twist is I love the very intimate space and I think it works especially well for this story that we are, are trapped in this living room and this small space with the family I think it it helps to create this sense of of urgency and of danger, um, and of intimacy—that that these people who are trapped in the house, especially Charlie, the little boy, and Nancy, the mother, what they're feeling living here with Jacob. And so, I, for me, I, I love that this is the, the the world premiere of this play. I love this very small, um, intimate setting. And I think it's a very exciting way to experience. Yeah,
0: and play. and of course they did it in a in a in a runway. So you're you're really yeah. you're literally inches away <laughs> from the from the actors. Yes, and it's so.
1: Intense. It,
0: the truth has to come out because there's no hiding. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And
1: and that, it was yeah, so it, great it, to it, see
0: it, the young actors not be intimidated by that.
1: They were very natural. I I, I don't, I can't, I'm, I'm not an actor, but I can't imagine being, I mean, you're, you're two feet away. If, if you sit, I, I was there for uh, a lot of the rehearsal and then I was there for all previews and uh, opening night. And I would move around the theater to sit in different seats to see what it looked like from the middle, from the, like uh, mm-hmm. guess will be the end zone of the, of the place. And so it's, it's fascinating to when you're, especially in the very middle seats, when you are a foot or two feet away from. Yeah. That's why I was CNC sitting J- in. As soon as I walked yeah. in
0: and saw that I, and I saw where the, <laughs> where the, you know, some of the props were and I, and I had to figure out where I would be right on top of it. Cause I, I think yes. that adds a dimension to it.
1: I, I love that. It's not, and some people don't like that. And I totally understand that. Uh, but I, I like that. Then there are seats in the back. Uh, I think the, the the two end seats are the, the seats at the end zones. Are better if people don't want to be quite as much in the action, but you're still very, yeah. very close. Yeah, you're still close. Um, now,
0: let me ask you this because this is a standard question I ask all writers: How sure. much do you let the director and the actors and maybe the sound or lighting guy influence the play? Since you're, it's a world premiere.
1: Um, I, I'm. Ex- I, I, I like the collaboration. I'm excited about what they they bring to it. So when the term comes of the, to the actual text. I, I like to listen to every comment that someone has to make. doesn't mean I'm going to take it, but I listen to every single thing that, that someone brings to the table. Because sometimes they'll say something that I had not thought about at all. And sometimes they say something and it's it's not it's not where I'm going, and so I just don't use it. But I, I try to listen to every single comment, if it's from an actor. So you're
0: open to it? Because I know there are playwrights. You know, Albie's famous for it. You don't change one comma <laughs> or he goes nuts. That's no, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open. I, 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 do, I do want to be, if it's, especially if it's anything that feels like it's actually changing, I'd like to be consulted. Um, and, and certainly my experience at Red Twist has, has been that. Anytime there's something that they wanted to look at, we would uh, either in person or be on telephone talk about that change. And it would happen or it wouldn't happen. But uh, I, I'm certainly open to considering those things. That, that's, for me, that's especially as a world premiere. It's a, it's a brand new play. I, I don't know what's going to work and what's not going to work until we until we see it until it's there in front of the audience. I don't know if it's working, so I'm open to to whatever's going to make it work. I, I want it to be as as good as it can be. Well, that's so to I, your I credit
0: I've run into and I've seen shows where the playwright is just so married to every sentence, every word, every scene, and even if it doesn't work, and boy does sure, that come I, through, you know.
1: <laughs> it's it's tricky, yeah, because you have to be able to not make the words be precious. And for me, I had, I thought about what's at the core of the story and the core of this relationship between a mother and her kid. And so anything that doesn't serve that story, I have to try and let it not be precious. And if it needs to be cut, it can be cut.
0: And I, I um, I, 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 no, certainly
1: one of the, one of the biggest things. Oh yeah. One of the, the biggest things that, that initially I loved in the play, it used to be when I first workshopped at an American theater company, the play ended with an entire 12-page excerpt, which was part of Jacob's play that he wrote. And it's something I spent, I spent weeks and weeks writing it. And as we got into production, and this is a note that, that Josh Altman, the director at Red Twist, gave me, and I, I really agree with his note and appreciate it, was to, to let the audience leave something to their imagination. And so for the first time ever working with Josh, I, I took Jacob's writing, Jacob's Full script out of the play. And then I did insert, though, I added in the Blackbird story, and there are two other examples of his writing that, that still live in the play. But his actual play that he wrote, the play that gets him kicked out of school, no longer exists in the draft. And that was something that initially I never would have even imagined getting rid of. But as I saw it wasn't working, it wasn't serving the story. Um, it's something that it was one of the first things to go.
0: Great suggestion by Josh. And, and- you give yes. hints in your earlier monologues from his other writings, which, by the way, I thought was a terrific piece of your writing. You know, thank the, you. <laughs> the, thank you. The, the stories that, you know, the monologues that yes. gives yes. the yes. hint to, to the kids. So we, we buy, we can imagine what his play is about because we've heard two, two major examples of his writing in his, his right. storytelling. So we know wh- how, how real he's writing and how, yeah, how clever. So, yeah, we, we get
1: to go into his head. Yeah,
0: yeah. And those were how'd you come up with those? Uh, the, the 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 one in the car and the and the the bird hitting the windows. Tell us about it. those. Are terrific pieces of writing.
1: Um the 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 hurricane monologue actually comes from his original play he wrote. So is that's 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 taken from the twelve pages that Jacob actually the character Jacob writes. So I. When I, w- I went back and, and I, I, I found there's a monologue that he gives in the in the play and and I, and I, I kind of reworked that for the opening scene. But the, the Blackbird story that first appeared in the Chicago Dramatists reading uh, a year ago, and it, that was that was a hard one to write. It's it's not a very long story, but it's it's supposed to be something that he wrote before he killed before he tried to kill himself when he was a freshman in high school. So I really tried to think about how this kid, you know, this kid is, is 14. What's he thinking about? What's he dealing with? Um, and that's where that story came from. And then the last thing that was written at all for the play was the spider story. The spider story didn't come in until June of this year. It came in, not even for our first read through. It was not even ready during our first reading. So during our second reading of the play, I finally finished the draft of the spider story. And I, I knew it was about a spider, but I didn't know what it was actually about. Um, and I, I wanted, I wanted us to really, the progression in his writing is for us to see Jacob more and more as, as human. Because I think whenever we hear about these, these young, these young men, um, who commit these mass shootings, we, we, we don't see them as people. And I, and I understand why people feel that way. Um, but I wanted to look at him as a, as a person, as a son, as a grandson, as a brother. And so I wanted to, that last story to really be about what what Nancy was losing. And so that one goes back to him as a sixth grader. He's a 12 year old boy. Uh, I used a lot of uh, literary devices. I think Jacob is just, is, is trying to expand his vocabulary. And so I tried to really write as this 12 year old would write an essay about his summer vacation. And that's the last piece of his writing that we hear in the play. So that, and that is, like I said, is the newest addition to, to the draft. Of well, the it script.
0: sure worked. It, 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 it came to, I mean, this is 90 minutes of, 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 tight writing, and it, it, it's just a marvelous piece of theater. You should be proud of the show.
1: Well, thank you. I, I'm, I'm very proud of the production. I, I'm so excited about uh, what Red Twist has done with the play. and I'm very excited to see.
0: I Isn't was, it being mounted in New York, too?
1: Yeah, it's, it's going up. Uh, we're going into rehearsal. The it, theater is at Premier Stages in Union, New Jersey, just outside of uh, New York. We go into rehearsal in a couple weeks. It opens September 5th here. And it'll be interesting to see this one for me, because uh where we did the very intimate small this is not a huge theater but you know the 42 person theater red twist this is a 100 person theater it's more of a standard proscenium stage where we, we wrap around it's a much bigger fully built out set of the house so it'll be two different iterations of of the text and i'm excited to look at them both and hopefully help me feel like what is i can really gauge what what's working and what's not i i did a few tweaks from chicago to the production here just very minor things um but for the most part, it's exactly it's it's for, for the most part the same thing.
0: Have you ever considered this as a film? Because I think it I, I think I, it could be a film too.
1: I would love to. I would love to to consider that. I um, uh, my I actually I, I teach film at Northwestern, um, so I think I I have a filmic like sense. I, I I think in like shorter scenes and things that I think could maybe uh, be pushed into film. So I would love to consider that. But when I wrote the story, I was really thinking the stage. This is a story for the stage. I, I do think it could be adapted and I would love to. Yeah, it could to, be adapted, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, yes. and thank God you didn't write it like a screenplay. I hate when they do it, you know, where, where every 30 seconds there's a 20-second blackout.
1: <laughs>
0: sure, yeah. Nothing irritates sure. audiences more than that. And, and all they're doing is moving a chair two feet, you know, or something right. like that. yes. And sure. and yeah. you you certainly stayed away from that because this, this show is very fluid. The suspense builds up because you you keep wondering what's going to happen, so there, the, the tension is there.
1: Good, and I think part of that comes from the direction by that Josh gave to the show to really make sure that because there are a lot of scenes, it's uh, I think there are, I think it's nineteen scenes, so it's it's a lot of scenes for a ninety-minute play. Yes, um, but but Josh really nicely makes sure that every scene flows from one into the other, and part of that is uh, the music by Chris Criz. And uh, the way that, that it, it does feel, I think, I hope, seamless going from from A to B to C, that it that it, it doesn't ever stop and, and stall, but it's always progressing forward to the to the ending.
0: So, do you consider it done now? Yeah,
1: I think so. <laughs> I, th- I think it's done. It's it's uh, so now. It's been two and a half years since I first sat down on my computer to write it. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think it's done. Um, I, I may do one or two more tweaks. You never know. It's 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 the nice thing about a play is that it's as long as it's being produced, it's always alive. So if if, if a line feels like it's not working, I can tweak it. But and all all in all, yeah, I would say it's, the, the draft is done.
0: Well, that's you're, you're to be congratulated. It's at Red Twist Theater, and uh, it's still run it'll be running for a couple more weeks. So you got folks. You got to get out and see. Yeah, you have another one coming up. I I got a press release that it's a a play called "A Place in the Woods." It's going to be done uh, at Fine Print Theater Company in in April of next year. That's right. Tell us a little about that.
1: Yeah, that that's a play. It will be directed by uh, Patrick Kenny. Uh, I've been working with him for a while on this draft as well. So it's another one that's kind of in the works, being developed. It's it's about a a a gay man in his forties who goes back home to his small town in uh, Indiana and has to deal with some, so, uh, the bullies of his past. So it's like The Beautiful Dark that's rooted in uh, stories of the day. This was also rooted in stories of uh, the very unfortunate stories you keep reading about these young men and women who uh, who have been taunted by, by bullying. And what, is it, what, is it happen, what happens 20 years later when both the victim and the bully are grown
0: up? Interesting and how concept, yeah. That? Yeah. So yeah,
1: so that's uh, it, it's still in de- it's still in development. I'm still working on the script. Uh, we did a reading of it with Act- Expat's Theater on Pride Sunday uh, a couple months ago, and uh, going to probably do some more workshop in October and January as well. As before, we get into uh, really locking the script down and moving into rehearsal.
0: So you're getting to like this playwriting gig, huh?
1: I love it. I, I love writing. Um, and yeah, I've got another uh, play I'm trying to get sent out to theaters right now. So. Uh, hopefully, uh, just keep on writing and hopefully find some more uh, some and more productions. You, you still teach
0: at Northwestern?
1: I do. yeah, i'm on uh, I'm on uh, the film production faculty and radio TV
0: film. So how do you do that out of New York? Do, do, do... i i I spend
1: I've spend the summer here, then I'll be going uh, during the uh, actual academic year. I'll go back and forth between Chicago and New York for my uh, teaching schedule. that's
0: that's gotta be interesting.
1: It's a it's it's a it's a long commute, but it's it's worth it. I it's, it's a wonderful university. I oh, the yeah, students are amazing. Cool. The faculty it's it's been a it's a great place to be, and I'm very excited to be a part of, of Northwestern.
0: So this is a standard question I have to. So what's in your future? What are the some of the topics you want to explore in, in playwriting?
1: Um the the play that I'm trying to pitch right now to theaters is called Boys Telling Stories, and it's set in the mid nineteen eighties as the age crisis. Was was coming to a head, and I'm interested in and uh, in how Middle America dealt with the fear of of this epidemic. And so this story uh, is it's not about people who actually were living with the disease, but people who were living with the fear and the and the the fear mongering that the media and that we were seeing come a, a, during that time. So how does and, and the way that we still see see fear being used uh, to kind of uh, controller to to push us now I'm going to look at how Fear did that then so that's the story that I'm uh, writing next I've done a draft of it it needs a lot of a lot of work and development still so I'm hoping to find a theater who wants to partner with me on on that and really work with the actors to try and get that to where it, it needs to go
0: you got to talk to David Zach. have you pitched it to him?
1: I have not no I, I need, to, need to do that
0: yeah he he, he sounds I think he would be someone you might want to consider for that okay
1: uh, that would good to know. Be, good to know. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, what? What else? I, is this what you want to do now? Playwriting, or or you want to start writing uh, screenplays for film, or what? Um, I
1: I love telling stories. So it's anything that's telling a story is, is exciting to me. If it's working on a on a a, a film or video project, I've, I've done a lot of short films, uh, documentary films, but also a lot of short narrative films. I've made about uh, a dozen of those and then uh, writing plays really any any way that i can tell a story is that's what i want to be doing and that's what i'm i'm doing now so i'm ex- just excited to have a chance to to do that
0: well you got to get your stories with the talent you have out to the, the cable stations are are just so crying for programming and even even netflix is getting into into that have you considered trying to get some of your stuff there
1: uh i have not but there certainly are are avenues are always opening up for uh for new work, so it's exciting to to see so much of that happening with
0: uh, the internet, with Hulu and Netflix, and all, and Amazon. All of them are doing that, so it's really interesting to see. It's opening up a lot of uh, opportunities for writers.
1: It totally is. It absolutely is. And yeah. you know what for- I think
0: is eventually going to happen. And since you control the rights to your own plays, uh, have they ever considered videotaping the live performances? I know that's a different art form, and the lighting would have to be different, and it becomes editing, but. I've seen it work really well in musicals, some of the musicals. Paper Mill Playhouse has recorded several of uh, major ones that that worked on video.
1: Okay. Yeah, I've I have seen some of those. Um I, I think the show at Red Twist would not because it's I think what makes that show work so well is the intimacy. Yeah, right. I feel like that's missing when you when you are away, but I, I think like a big like a, a bigger production where you, where you you feel removed anyway, I think it makes a lot of sense to to get it to a wider audience to to see it. On, on uh on video so i don't i would not have any problem with that at all
0: yeah because those opportunities are are going to be coming up because they're from what i've been reading they're crying for 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 good programming for original stuff sure yeah sure mm-hmm. and this would open up some opportunities you know again for the wider audience uh yeah especially after the after the you know the the productions are wearing themselves out right near the end when they're really polished mm-hmm. To do <laughs> some videos of them. That, that might be something you might sure. want to figure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been great talking to you. And folks, you got to get to see this play, The Beautiful Dark at Red Twist Theater. Uh, Eric, you're, you're a terrific writer. And, and I can't remember seeing a, a tighter, better thought out, terrific character sketch in a, in a world premiere play. You, you should be very proud of this work.
1: Well, thank you, Tom. I appreciate uh, your time and talking to you today.
0: Okay. And folks, remember, go see a play this week.